The 96th Psalm, notice something. There's no superscription. It doesn't tell us in this Psalm who wrote it. It doesn't even say that a chief musician was involved. You have no name, but I've got good news for you. I can tell you who wrote this Psalm. And we'll verify it to you a little later on in the message. But let's begin with verse one. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord, bless his name. Show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathen, his wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. You're catching on. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nation are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give unto the Lord, O ye kindreds of the people, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. Say among the heathen that the Lord reigneth. The, the world also shall be established that it shall not be moved. He shall judge the people righteously. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. Let the field be joyful and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. Now I said that this Psalm doesn't have a superscription. And the reason that it doesn't have a superscription is because this is not the first time that it was recorded in the word of God. You know from the series of sermons that I have preached over the years out of the book of Psalms that the Psalms are the hymnals or hymn books for the people of Israel. There's actually five different books included in that. And this particular song, song is really not the entire song. Do you know we sing a lot of songs today that we don't sing the entire song any longer? For example, Amazing Grace. We generally sing four verses to Amazing Grace. But you trust me, there's a lot more verses to Amazing Grace than just those four verses. But yet we sing the condensed version. And I guess that's really what this is. This is just a portion of a song that was recorded in the word of God in another place. Now for time's sake, I'm not going to read it because this is just part of that song but there is a repeat of it that you'll find in 1 Chronicles chapter 16. And there's a reason why this Psalm was written. This Psalm was written by David. He turned to Asaph and the musicians to put the music to the words that he had written. And he had a purpose for writing this Psalm because in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, the Ark of the Covenant has been taken by the Philistines. And now it has come back after all this time. And David is king. And you remember from years past, I talked about how David first went to get the Ark of the Covenant. 
But when he went, he didn't prepare himself. It had been gone so long. They didn't know how that they were to bring the Ark of the Covenant back to the tent. He builds a tent for it. They don't know how to handle the Ark of the Covenant. They don't know the things to happen and that should take place. So they come with the Ark of the Covenant and they, they are met with great difficulties and the hand of the Lord come against them. And that's when he goes back and he seeks out the wise men and they starts looking back to the law. And that's when he comes and he gets together musicians and singers and praisers. And he comes back and then he brings sacrifices with him. And you remember the message from years ago. He would take six paces, offer up a sacrifice and praise. They would blow on the shofar, they would sing, they would praise God. He would take six more paces, they would stop, offer a sacrifice, praise God. Sacrifice and praise goes together because when you're going through the sacrifice, why go through sacrifices in life if you can't praise God in the middle of all of it? And he brings this Ark of the Covenant back. When it gets back, they have a song that he has written and that song is found in 1 Chronicles chapter 16. And the words of that song, this is a condensed version of the entire song because in the psalm, they really focused on the three things that was important on the day that they brought the ark back because the Ark of the Covenant represented the glory of God and the power of God and the presence of God. They had taken the Ark of the Covenant from Shiloh into battle and there they lost it to the Philistines because they didn't know the real purpose of the Ark. The Ark wasn't something to play with. It wasn't a tool that was used just on special occasions or at their will. It was a holy place reserved for the glory of God to come down, sanctified holy before the Lord. And now they have come before God and they bring this ark back. And he says, when you bring the ark back, this is the same thing that ought to happen anywhere that you want to experience the glory of God. What's the outline? Verses one and two. Sing, sing, sing. Verses seven and eight. Give, give, give. Do you see it? Verses 11 and 12. Let, let, let. Just in case you didn't give it, he added one more, let. Sing, sing, sing. Do you know that singing is important to ushering in the glory of God? He took those singers with him out of all of God's creation. Now don't get angry with me on what I'm about to say because I know I use the same terminology and we just use it as a form of speech, but it's really not what this verse is referring to. Out of everything God made, all the beasts of the field, the fish in the ocean, the birds in the sky, humans are the only one that can sing like recorded in this passage. You say, wait a minute, whales sing. No, they make noises in a pattern and we call it singing, but they cannot put words to music. Birds have a song, we call them songbirds. It's repetitious, 
but birds can't think of words and put words to music. When he's talking about singing, he's talking about putting words to music. He got the words from God on what to sing that day. He wrote the song, goes to Asaph, puts the music with it. Now, I'm not against instrumentals and I'm not against acapella, but I tell you, when we see music with words and if it's the right music and the right words, it ushers in the glory of God. It prepares our hearts for the glory of God. I think that singing is important in two areas. If songs are gonna bring in the glory of God and singing is going to bring in the glory of God, the two most important things is the source of the music and words and second of all, the subject of the words. Where did the music and where did the words come from? Who is the source of this singing? Sing unto the Lord. The Lord is the source of it. Maybe I better run over that again. Do you know why some people don't get blessed when they sing? The Lord's not the source of the song. When the Lord is the source of your song, then it'll always bring in the glory of God. Now, I think you've got the wrong idea when I talk about singing because this group, I mentioned it already, they were fantastic tonight. God used them and they've blessed us and and they're talented and they're gifted and how we appreciate their talent and them using it for the glory of God. And some of you are sitting back saying, I cannot sing like that. My singing is horrible, preacher, but... When it comes from the Lord, it's who it's coming from that makes it different. Now, that may not mean that I'm gonna let you sing a special Sunday morning, but still you need to have a song from the Lord in your heart. You remember when your kids were this tall? They went off to school, had their first music class, and all of a sudden they decide they're gonna come home and they're gonna write a song. And they write a song, the words don't rhyme, and they're making them up as they go along. Oh, it's a beautiful day. I love you, daddy. (laughs) The source of the song, because that comes from your child's heart, I don't care if it's on tune. I don't care if it has a good melody to it. I don't care how professional it is because it comes from their heart to you. You rejoice in it. Let me tell you something. When we start singing to the Lord and telling him how beautiful he is and how holy that he is and how righteous that he is and how good that he is, how much glory that he's got, how much strength that he has to the Lord, the Lord says that's beautiful he is not only the source of it but we see the subject of it sing unto the Lord he is the source of it and he is the subject of it nothing any more sickening than gospel songs that talk about us or songs that glorify us. If I stood up here every week 
and tried to tell you how wonderful I am and what I did and where I've been. I'm not here to tell you anything about me, but boy, I sure can tell you about somebody who's wonderful and his name is Jesus. And when you have that somebody that wonderful to preach about and sing about and testify about, he ought to be the source of our song and he ought to be the subject of our song. Do you know why that we see the church drifting and songs not staying with people the way they used to because they're not about the Lord. The songs tonight were about the Lord, about his provision, his power, his resurrection, his blood, about the Lord. The more you talk about the Lord, the sweeter it gets and the more blessed that he is when we sing from the Lord and when we sing about the Lord. I'm telling you, I better stop, I'll get in trouble. I'm telling you, when you go and hear some of these songs, I'm telling you, I'm half depressed before I get up to preach. If you sing in this church, you look at me, listen to me. If you sing in this church, I don't want you seeing your feelings. I don't care about how tough of a week you've had and I don't care how bad that it's been because the truth of the matter is we're not here to hear your talent and your ability. We're here to hear about the Lord. I could tell you about my problems and my woes. That won't change your life. But if I get up here and start telling you how good that God is and how much glory and power that God has when we take it off of us and give it all to him, that changes everything. I better move. Sing, sing, sing. Then he says, give, give, give. Who's to give? He tells us in the text. Kindreds of people, that means everybody. Everybody has something to give. He tells us what to give. He's not only talking about offerings, I'm glad when we give our offerings to the Lord, but the greatest offering that you can ever give is he says, give him glory. Give him strength, give him beauty. You say, now wait a minute. He has all glory, he has all strength, he has all beauty. Why would he want us to give him glory and strength and beauty? What he's saying is, is I want you to take your glory and I want you to take your strength and I want, to, I want you to take everything that you believe is beautiful and you give it to me. You just add to what I already am. Don't, don't try to tell people about your strength and about your glory and about your honor and about your beauty. You tell me how beautiful that I am. The Lord says, tell me how good I am to you. Tell me how much that you love me. And he tells us why to give because it is due unto his name. You owe him. Like it or not, I owe him, you owe him, we owe him. And the least I could do is give God my best with anything that I do for the Lord. I know this is Wednesday night, but You can believe me or not believe me. I pray as hard and study as hard as I do for Easter Sunday morning. I pray and study that hard for Wednesday night. Because as far as I'm concerned, it might be a Wednesday night when I preach my last sermon. 
and God calls me home. I want to go out of here giving him my best, giving him honor, giving him glory because he is due that after everything he's done for me. I got to move. He says, sing, sing, sing. Give, give, give. Let, 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 let. Let what? Well, number one, let the heavens rejoice. Number two, let the earth be glad. Number three, let the sea roar. Number four, let the field be joyful. Hmm. Now here's where it got interesting to me. David wrote this for bringing the Ark of the Covenant back from the enemy's hands. And here he is bringing this Ark of the Covenant back. You remember the account. His wife got embarrassed over him because of the way that he acted. The way that he praised God. He danced before the Lord with all of his might. He gave it all that he had and she was offended at praise. See, we've got two groups of people. Well, let me take that back. We've got three groups of people in this church. We've got praisers, we've got watchers, and we've got people that make fun of praisers. You better be careful who you're making fun of. Bunch of kids made fun of a prophet one time and a she-bear come out and took care of them. Be careful what you make fun of. Have you ever wondered why I act like I act? Because I thought I'd be smart when I was a young person to make fun of people that acted like I act. So guess what I get to do now? Act like they acted. Because when you look at this, it says, let the heavens rejoice. Do you know what the word rejoice means? Shout. Let the earth be glad. Do you know what the word glad means in the original text? Rejoice. So he said, let the heavens shout and let the earth rejoice. And rejoice means what? Shout. So he said, shout, shout. And then he tells us how to shout. He said, let the sea roar. Roaring means a sound like thunder. In other words, shout loud. Shout loud as you can. Shout loud as you possibly can. So he says, shout, shout. The reason he added the fourth one in this is he wants to tell us how to shout because he goes back to the field, be joyful. You know what the word joyful means in the original text? Rejoice. What does rejoice mean? Shout, 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 and shout loud. Shout, 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 and shout loud. I mean, when the thunder roars and rumbles, you can not only hear it, you can feel it on the inside. Sometimes you've got to say, if this is my last service, I want to go out shouting as loud as I can that he is king of kings, lord of lords, and all the 
Sunday morning, we're having a baptism July 31st. And I mentioned some that's already come, said, I want to be baptized. I want to be baptized. I want, Brian and I were on our way to service. I don't know if it was morning or afternoon. I've lost track. Yeah. Uh, but we're on our way to service. And Brian said, Cal, let me read you something. Somebody had, I don't know if they messaged you or texted you, but they had messaged him through and said, uh, we've got a loved one that's two and a half hours away and said their survival spiritually in recent months has been Rubyville. And said, would it be okay if we drive two and a half hours each way to come to be baptized on Sunday, the 31st? Hey, for all of you that live stream that's not been baptized, come on in on July 31st. We're going to the creek. been to us. I mean, do you have any idea? The week of Bible school, 41 saved.
like Grandma Munch. How many of y'all seen such? Way over a thousand. come a week ago Sunday that on that Thursday I preached his wife's funeral he got saved in front of her casket and came to make it public before church on that Sunday morning Sunday, we had to close this church down for nearly two weeks because of a virus that swept through the land. I had 21 funerals in 30 days. Candy and I both had COVID. He tried to take her out. He tried to take me out. But God said, you don't have anything to do with that. So you know what we do around our house? We shout. We shout. We shout. We get up the morning and say, thank you, Lord, for this day. That you give me some other day. I woke up this morning. I said, I get to go to church. I get to preach tonight to the best people in all the world. I tell you, it makes me want to shout, shout, shout. We've got so much to shout about. Jamie. How many is she hugging on my honey? How many you seen saved this year? I sure didn't mean to preach this long, but I'm feeling good tonight. Oh, glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I don't know what to do with it.